Today is Tuesday, October 5th. The title for our devotional is The Lure of the Culture War. This week, we're taking head-on the cultural phenomenon of tribalism. Remember, the negative connotation of tribalism, this we covered yesterday, is the behavior and attitudes that stem from strong loyalties to one's own tribe or social group. This usually leads us to resent or look down upon those in other tribes. This is more cultural than Christian, yet it is everywhere within the church, as we discussed yesterday. Not surprisingly, the culture of Jesus' day consisted of a number of tribes as well, and this tribalism wasn't uncommon then either. In the first century, the people of Israel were occupied by the Roman Empire. Therefore, they were taxed by the Romans as well as by their own governance. The taxing question in Matthew 22, which we're going to read soon, was a matter of particular hostility. The foros tax was direct, went directly to Rome, and it was only paid by a subject nation. Roman citizens would have been exempt from this tax. The telos tax was collected on goods and services and was required of every Roman citizen, whether you were Roman or a subjugated nation. So this foros tax was a stark reminder of their subjugation to Rome. This, of course, caused a number of political tribes to form amongst the Jewish people. First is the Herodians. They were loyal to the Roman Empire. They supported the kingship of Herod, who was appointed by Caesar to rule the region of Judea. Therefore, they advocated for paying taxes to Caesar and submitting to the Roman rule. The Pharisees were certainly more of a religious party uh, than they were political, yet they didn't try to avoid political uh, situations and discussions either. Remember, there was really no separation of church and state at this, uh, or no concept of it at this point. The law of Moses governed both the religious and the civil aspects of life and society in Israel. The Pharisees made up most of the Sanhedrin, which was the ruling civic body in Jerusalem. They likely represented a middle ground in this discussion of taxes to the Roman occupying force. They likely paid them but resented it. They paid it more out of self-preservation than they w- and would have jumped at any opportunity to revolt and establish an independent sovereign nation state. The Zealots Now, they were uh, those who wanted to go and rebel and overthrow the Romans as soon as possible. Uh, Small skirmishes by the Zealots eventually led to an outright revolt in AD 66 to 70, which is roughly 30, 33 or so, 35 years um, ahead of where we are in Jesus' story now, uh, in which the Roman army decisively defeated the, uh, the rebellion. This led to the destruction of the temple, in Jerusalem, and it was burned down and it was never rebuilt. The fires of this revolt were certainly kindled 30 years prior during the life of Jesus, which we are where we are in the story now. Uh, in fact, some of Jesus' disciples, Simon, um, the other Simon, not Peter, was said to be a zealot. Uh, it has been rumored that Judas was also a zealot, since Iscariot, his place of origin, was a hotbed for zealot ideology. Romans themselves can also be considered another tribe here in play as well. So, with this context, we read uh, the events of Matthew's Gospel in Matthew 22, 15 to 22. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said. So, remember, Jesus has Pharisees, Herodians, and Zealots listening along. And some Zealots were in in his following. Also, former tax collectors who worked for Rome, like Matthew. Teacher, they said, uh, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. 
<laughs> really priming the pump to get Jesus in trouble there. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? That's that Foros tax. But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used to pay for the tax. They brought him a denarius, and he asked them, Whose image is on this? And whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, So give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed. So they left him and went away. Their question here, remember, is meant to put Jesus between a rock and a hard place. Their question would force him to choose a tribe, and in doing so, alienate the other tribes. If he answers in the affirmative to pay taxes to Caesar, he would be agreeing with the Herodians, much to the dismay of the Pharisees and the Zealots in the crowd. If he answers in the negative, it would be to agree with the Zealots and the Pharisees and go against the Herodians and the Romans, and the Romans wouldn't be all too happy about that. They were attempting to trap him and reduce his influence by bringing Jesus into the culture wars and forcing him to take a stance. When we read this event, we must not oversimplify the social dynamics that we are uh, that we are tempted to often do when we read the Bible of historical events. The Herodians, Pharisees, and Zealots, and the Romans, they've been teaching their perspective, uh, their respective cultural theories for years now. So for them to go back on what they have previously taught would be a pretty big slice of humble pie, and it's very unlikely to happen. These are also their tribes, where they find their security and their careers and their community relationships. Not unlike today, these various aspects of their identity are all kind of woven together. So that just gives us the cultural landscape and the background of what was happening when we read this story. And we needed to cover all of that in order to get the picture of what's actually happening here. So um, since this devotional is already getting long, long we're going to punt on the application of this text to tomorrow and Thursday. But for now, I'd encourage you to just uh, spend some time uh, with this context in mind, how, how would you be tempted to answer the question of paying taxes to Caesar? Would you be the type of person who would either dodge and avoid the question entirely and not give an answer? Would you be the type of person who would just dive right in and give a, an answer regardless of who you offend and, and say it very boldly and sternly without regard for the people in the audience? So just reflect on, put yourself in this scenario. And if you were questioned like Jesus, what would your first instinct be? How would you be tempted to respond here? <laughs>